Hey. Hello. We back. Black. Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Tinseltown Tea. We are your hosts. I'm Judith. Of course, this is the lovely co-host, Corey. She's rocking, uh, if you see this online, she's rocking a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful wig. Uh, hey, I got I mean, my Yeah, show them. Mm-mm. Yes, and if you are um, listening to it in the podcast, it is laid just right. Baby hairs, perfect. <laughs> a little bit of wave. I don't know what the curl pattern. I don't. I suck it's at curl pattern stuff. Brazilian curly, but now it just looks like frizzy, frizzy. So, ooh, is it like if it gets wet, will it uh? like a wet and wavy kind of a oh look? yeah if it gets wet it's wet and wavy but i don't i don't have hair anymore so i don't even know how to uh curl stuff up. Gotcha. I'm so that's okay i gotta figure out the right uh cream to make it actually look curly and not be frizzy like this mm. like, i can do this with my hair yes <laughs> i can do this with my hair. okay it's very but, cute Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. We are, we are here for you. Know. Yes. Oh, and if it's your first time joining us, uh, welcome to Tinseltown Tea. We yes. basically go over all the uh, black and brown news in the entertainment industry. We are two uh, screenwriters working our way up to get into the writer's room. And yeah, we created this because, you know, all the white guys have all the screenwriting podcasts. And we're like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's diversify. That's a little bit. So, <laughs> please. So, um, we start off the show with a Would You Rather, and then we go into a Know Better, Do Better, where we give y'all a little bit of encouragement, you know, something we learned. Uh, then we go into the news, and then after that, we go into our main segment. And usually in our main segment, we do one of four things. One, we do a review, movie review, or TV review. We do resources where we share uh, specific resources about helping screenwriters get to where they need to be. We also do interviews and we also do script reads. <clears throat> so that's sort of the main segment. And then our last segment is niggas you should know. So um, yeah, so before we start, um, happy Black History Month to all you beautiful people. Um, and since it's Black History, History, History Month, um, this month, we are going to be reviewing movies or TVs, Black movies or TVs, um, shows. Um, so this will be a fun um, Black History Month. And there's a lot to celebrate. And there's a lot of uh, things to give, fla- uh, people to give the uh, flowers to. And uh, yeah, you're definitely going to get that in Niggas You Should Know. So this week, I start with Would You Rather. Mm. Mm. So, uh, since it's Black History Month, I feel like I've asked this before, but I'm going to ask it again. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, since it's Black History Month and, you know, the two main figures that we usually celebrate in Black History Month are Malcolm X and Martin Luther King when it comes to looking at the civil rights uh, movement. Um, but, you know, we're going to switch it up as we go throughout the month. But would you rather, um, if you could have a sit-down talk... Um, would you rather have it with Malcolm X or would you rather have it with Martin Luther King? And it's okay to go ahead, eat, because child, I'm hungry too. Okay. Guys, I'm not eating all day. I'm so busy. Please, well deserved. I don't even know how I'm still standing. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, y'all know I love both. I'm eating fries, y'all. Yes. Ooh, go ahead.
you muted. I think you're, oh, there you go. But, mm-hmm. it keeps muting me. Yeah, that's weird. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Malcolm. Yeah. I was so intrigued by him. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like me and him would get along. Yeah. He was also all types of fun. Yes, very much so. I always have to mention people's yeah. well, God damn it. I'm a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all types of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would have, you know, I would <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm blasphemous. Break for me, y'all. Anyway, um, yes, yes, I would definitely have talked with Malcolm. I thought mm-hmm. he—they're obviously both geniuses. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I think Malcolm is so—he's just very intellectual, very smart, very conscious. Yeah. And not to say that Martin isn't. Obviously, he right. is too. But something about Malcolm, man, he just draws me in when he speaks. So I yeah. would be. Very interested to have a combo with him. Yeah. No, I would have to agree with you. Um, honestly, it's okay to say that he's fine because that is what we call facts. You know, um, <laughs> he is very fine. Um, and then, yeah, I would specifically really want to like d- do a deep dive into his transformation, like kind of what what pushed him to leave the nation of Islam, go to Mecca, and then have that sort of revelation of um, leaving, you know, that sect of Islam. Um, You know, I'm just fascinated when people honestly venture out from the communities that they've created to start something new, right? Uh, It takes a lot of audacity. It takes a lot of bravery to do that, no matter what it is, like whether you're, you know, leaving home to go to another place and move and start a new life or whatever it may be. Um, I would be very much fascinated, particularly with the reasoning, you know, in his religious journey, you know what I mean? So yeah, love to talk to him about that. Again, he is very fine. Um, I don't think I would try, I would be too scared to try something. I would just, you know, I would, you know, I'd be doing, I'd be bowing and saying, your majesty, like really weird, like awkward ways of addressing him. Not your majesty. Like, like, no, that's wrong as well. I'm so sorry. Um, So yeah. Um, Yeah, Malcolm X for sure. There's something about that. Not to say that, you know, Martin Luther King, no, it's just something about Malcolm that I'd be like, "Mm, yeah, I want to start with. Also, I like, I also appreciate the very much like, non-pandering to like not trying to appeal to whiteness type of thing um i appreciate malcolm um, uh, excuse me martin for trying to appeal to the masses because i think his rhetoric worked in terms of holding sort of moderate whites and kind of passive whites accountable i think he did a great job of that but there's something about that uh courageousness of living in that time to have a podium to be like white people are devils and to say it like to say it just like that not to be afraid i'm like <laughs> wow i want to know you know how Back in that day this nigga was saying that this nigga did not give a fuck and <laughs> i was like okay oh. like, okay okay you know so i uh, yeah i would want to sit down and talk to him about yeah about that and, and his transformation and stuff how bold he was i really am drawn to that mm. for sure Keep me real. I mean, shit. Y'all was doing, I'm talking about white folks. 
Y'all was doing some devilish shit back then, okay? Yeah. Y'all was on some, some Satan shit. So shit many. Y'all was, doing was, was very evil. <laughs> so many accounts. So, so much. So, so far back. Like, and y'all still do some shit to this day. But back then, y'all was, y'all was wild and now. Wild. So, <laughs> Crazy. I'm scared to be like, y'all are some fucking devils right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and y'all are doing some Lucifer ass shit. Okay. okay. Because it's not of the Lord, of any, I mean. Right. We you know, it's not Jesus telling y'all to do that stuff. It's not the Christian Lord. It's not the Muslim Lord. It's not the, all, all across the, the religious spectrums. It's like, mm, that's not what, that's you not know, what. Swim, they swear they said they're religious. Like, they like to use God on this shit. I'm sure they do. Help it up. Right. <laughs> God is like, y'all better keep me. I didn't say that. What? That's not what I said at all. That's, not, that's not what I said once again. <laughs> God looking around like, I said that. <laughs> Who said that? She's talking about, I wish they would stop saying my name when they do this. <laughs> hey, again, chill. We're losing the best and the brightest because of these motherfuckers. Like, my God. <laughs> wrong with y'all niggas <laughs> for real <laughs> Ooh, yeah. My okay. Lord. Mm-hmm. that was a great one mm-hmm. moving on to our no better do better mm. and mine is very simple it's something i don't even do what <laughs> <laughs> y'all should do it though write multiple scripts a year i hear this from people who have been in the game for 20 plus years that's a word and they be saying you know what you remember me writing you be writing multiple scripts a freaking year. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think that's true. Yeah. You should have multiple scripts a year. I mean, because you got to update your spec scripts, right? Mm-hmm. Every year. And then if you're a writer, you should be having <laughs> you should be having multiple ideas. So you should be writing those ideas down. Yep. In the scripts. So um yeah, mm-hmm. it's very simple. I mean, there's really nothing to elaborate on it. It's very simple, straightforward advice. Make sure you're writing multiple scripts a year. And also, it just keeps the juices flowing because the juices yeah. got to be flowing all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very simple advice, but very yeah. advice, I think. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, just to add on that, like, you know, in order to write, you got to write, you know, so if you're doing multiple, that's how you practice, right? You're, you're, you're getting used to the actual muscle of just, you know, writing your ideas, getting them out, like honing, honing your skills. And the only way to do that, the only way to practice that muscle is to flex it. You know, you gotta, you gotta use it. So, um, yeah, I could totally see, totally see where you're coming from. Perfect and straightforward advice. And yeah. I'm trying to do that 2021, okay? So, mm-hmm. that is the goal, child. All right, so next, we are going to get into the news. Yeah, so there's actually a lot that has been going on with the news. And just a heads up for you guys, we do uh, the news segment from Shadow and Act. And if you don't know what Shadow and Act is, it is an online publication that focuses on black and brown um 
uh, creatives in the entertainment industry. So just like your Hollywood reporters, varieties, uh, you know, the other various trades of the entertainment industry, they focus on black and brown uh, creatives and news uh, coming out of the industry. So uh, the first piece of news here highlighted on Shadow and Act. So Gail King um, is going to be shooting a special, which will be airing soon, actually. I think when this comes out, it will um, already have come out, but it's set to come out on uh, February 4th. And um, Gail King is going to sit down with Chris Rock and it's going to be a BET uh, special. So it'll air. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, BET and CBS News are set to debut, no joke, Chris Rock and Gail King. And it's going to be on uh, February 4th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on BET and BET Her. So um, yeah, by the time this comes out, it would have happened. But um, so yeah, so basically she's sitting down with Chris Rock. I really love how Gail is kind of elevating to this like really, I mean, she's always, she's a journalist, period. But I'm glad to see her sort of in the main zeitgeist as sort of a trusted journalist now in our time. Um, we need more Black women journalists to be seen and protected and, um, and uplifted. And, um, you know, Gail, Gail is a veteran in the game. So Rock will sit down and talk to her about a lot of various um, topics, um, personal issues from being bullied as a child um, and divorce. Um, he'll also talk about his views on uh, America's problem with racism. I mean, what a topic. Um, Donald Trump and the new administration under uh, Joe Biden. Um, he also is going to talk about um, how he crafted the character he plays in Fargo, Lon Cannon. And I want to see it, actually. I'm not a big Fargo Fan. I think I like watched 10 minutes of the movie and I was like, you know what? Not for me, but okay. Um, yeah. But people loved it and, you know, changed into a television show and Chris Rock has this role in it, which is kind of iconic. Um, or at role? least a lot of people have talked about it. Um, so in the Shadow and Act article, according to Rock, playing canon, um, a gangster from the 1950s, was a role he didn't have the gravitas to play when he started out in his career early. So, you know, when you're starting yeah. off, you know, you're building you yourself. Right. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know? <laughs> and to be fair, like, in the beginning of his career, as he was building up, he might not have been pitched this idea, right? He, he built up this legendary, you know, career, and now people are pitching him these sort of dramatic roles, which he does well at. Um, and comedy is still his specialty. In fact, in the special um, where he sits down with Gail King, um, you know, he also talks about his comedy special, Total Blackout, uh, the tambourine extended cut on Netflix. Yeah. And I know uh, they had some uh, images and uh, video of him and Dave Chappelle that was circulating, I think, a couple uh, months ago about that. So excited. Um, this seems like it's going to be a really good special. Um, Chris Rock has definitely solidified himself as like an iconic comedian. Um, one of the, probably one of the more successful ones. There are just a couple of people who have done that. And so, um, yeah, I think that's dope. Hopefully I can catch it. I don't have the cable. I don't have the, yeah, I don't have the cable. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see it. But if you guys get a chance to see it, check it out. I'm sure it's going to be all over Instagram because y'all you know, know how to cut up some stuff and put it on the internet. So. Right, how y'all be doing this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... And y'all do it quick, too. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Y'all need to start your own news station. Okay, you just tapped into the streaming service. Was like, I got you, here you go. I'm like, oh, okay. Look at you. Y'all better code. You niggas better code. <laughs> all right. So next um, news... 
next piece of news, I guess we'll say that. Um, so a lot of folks, um, I guess the, I think it was last year, but Greenleaf ended, which was an own series and a lot of people really liked it. So, well, actually, let me double check that. I believe it ended, but. That's the one, Lynn Whitfield? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So um, the Greenleaf creator has created a new series and the trailer came out and it's called Delilah. So Own dropped the first trailer of the upcoming series, Delilah, and it's from the creator of Greenleaf, like we said, Craig Wright. Um, it stars Mara Hill, Jill Marie Jones from Girlfriends, okay, Susan John. Hayward, yes, uh, Ozima Akagha, excuse me, uh, Kelly Jacobs, uh, Khalil Johnson and Braylon Rankins. Um, just a brief description. They give, actually give a long description here, but I'm, I'm not going to go <laughs> too much into it. But Delilah uh, left a, dem a demanding white shoe law firm a decade ago and hung hung up her own shingle on... Wait, hung... What wait, the? hung her own shingle. I don't know what that means, guys. I'm so sorry. What so she what? could make raising her kids her number one priority okay so she left the law firm to raise her kids let's just okay okay now she takes i've never heard that before i'm so sorry guys Please. <laughs> I haven't either. I don't. I don't know that. Um, but now she takes on cases with big. Well, that big. Uh, excuse me. She takes on cases that big firms ignore and finds herself more often than not going head to head with the powerful and the privileged um, as she fights uh, for the disenfranchised. So she's taking on cases to fight against um, basically the um, privileged and the big wigs, basically. So she's raising her kids, um, and she's also caring for her nephew, Dion, and she manages a relationship with her ex, which is very frustrating. And um, to top it all off, more conflict, her best friend, uh, Tamara, played by uh, uh, Marie, whew, Jill Marie Jones, forgive me, um, her best friend is a lawyer for these big wigs, basically. So now they're both lawyers and they're going to end up going head to head either on one case or many different cases. And so that will probably cause some strain on said relationship. So yeah, that's the Who's playing Delilah. Uh, Delilah is being played by Mara Hill. Oh, I thought Jim Marie Jones was, but she's the best friend. Go yeah, ahead. she's the best friend. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, that's, I saw the trailer. It doesn't, it looks, it look, I mean, it actually, I was like, okay, I could see where they're coming from. It definitely gave me green leaf vibes for the girl, the gals who love a drama. It is here <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, and green leaf, I, I remember watching, I didn't finish it, but the first season, I think I watched like all the way to the middle part and then I just fell off because of some reason, but it was actually good. I was like, oh, okay. I see why people uh, held on to that. So, yeah, y'all let us know if you like this. Um, the trailer came out. I'm not sure when it's set to air. Um, but uh, Craig Wright is also developing a spinoff of Greenleaf um, at the network as well. So that means, yeah, Greenleaf. Uh, yeah, like mm -hmm. And they bet her because she's, I mean, a queen, but a god, honestly. <laughs> she is an acting god. <laughs> so that's point blank period. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So next up um, in the news, uh, the CW gives a lot of early renewals for some of their shows. All American, Batman and Charmed. Um, I don't watch a lot of CW shows, but I have watched a season of All American and it's actually quite good. Um, and I think All American's on um, Netflix. So check it out. I need to see the new. Um, it's really good, actually. I was like, okay, all right. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> It's, it gave out early renewals to 12 series that just recently returned to the network. So, again, we said um, the season of Walker, All-American, Batwoman, Charm, DC Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, all you, um, you know, comic book girls. Uh, Dynasty for more of the um, traditional drama. The Flash in the Dark, Legacies, Nancy Drew, Riverdale. Well, Riverdale is actually good. I just haven't kept up with it but I, I caught I ooh I caught myself binging I forget what it was the first season I was like this shit is actually good god damn people love that show but it's really good it is good it was really good I didn't stay with it for some reason I think maybe because like for me sometimes the supernatural will like give me the heebie-jeebies so I have to like the supernatural yeah like there's some supernatural elements to it and okay. I think I could be wrong I might be mistaking it for something else but and there was a lot of murder. So I was like, oh, usually when there's a lot of murder, I'm like, oh, this is not for me, but I see what you're doing. Sure. You know what I mean? I heard um, they'd be singing on there too. Say that again? I heard they'd be singing on there too. Oh, yeah, I think they do. But it's not a musical, I think. I can't do that shit. <laughs> the random. It's like, just be one or the other. Like, you can't. <laughs> okay, I try. I can't. Please, please, please. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, there's a lot of new shows on there. All American is really good. And Batwoman looks like it's being played by a black woman. So check that out if you want to um, support black and brown creatives. Okay. Um, next, I know I've seen this um, and oof, just reminding me of this anniversary makes me feel old. But Issa Rae uh, reflects on the 10 <laughs> years of Awkward Black Girl and envisioning what uh, was next. Uh, you guys can go ahead and look at the article on Shadow and Act. In fact, she sat down and kind of talked about what it meant to kind of start her own web series. Again, The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. It, deb it debuted on YouTube in 2011. I don't know if y'all know, but I was a stand. Like, I waited for it to drop out. I was commenting with all the other hoes, like, yes, what about, like, I was so involved. And I'm still a fan, such a fan of Issa. And honestly, like, I've always wanted to be in TV, but when I saw The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl, I was like, oh, 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 there's space for me. Oh, I see myself. Oh, okay, okay, all right, here we go. Like, let's motherfucking do it. And... <laughs> We know she did that damn thing because, quite frankly, Awkward Black Girl was the basis for the HBO hit series Insecure um, in its final season. Oh, so sad, my God. But you got to know when to stop. For her to think she can end that show. Woo! Girl. Girl. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so check out the article. If you haven't seen The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl, watch it it's hilarious um and it's amazing to see Issa grow and honestly it's just a reminder for all of us to tell our stories and take a chance on ourselves and there's room for us you know what I mean our story our our journey might not look like Issa and quite frankly 
Issa's story, but it'll look different and it'll still be something amazing for us as long as we are, you know, we're telling our stories and being authentic to our voice and developing our voice. So yes, check out that article again on Shadow and Act. It's Issa Rae reflecting on the 10 year anniversary of the release of The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. Ugh, so fucking good. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna, the Golden Globe nominations came out and there is good news and bad news. So I'm gonna start off with the good news. Um, so Golden Globe nominee as here, um, again, written in Shadow and Act, Regina King becomes the second black woman to get best director nomination. Now, um, and this is for the 78th um, annual Golden Globe Awards. And this will be for her uh, directing, um, Oh, Lord. Uh, One Night in Miami. I can't believe I forgot that. Um, so, yeah. Um, congrats to her. Um, there were some bright spots, including, well, many were on, upset with some of the snubs that the Golden Globes had. Uh, we'll talk about that after we talk about this, but um, nominated uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Lovecraft Country was uh, nominated, but for the show, because there's some beef with that on some other things. Hamilton, um, Small Acts, and more. And Small Acts is a limited series that is on Prime right now, so uh, check that app out. But just to be clear... Lovecraft Country beef. Okay, so Lovecraft, okay, so Lovecraft Country is among like it's nominated for best tv series drama nominations right um but uh going back to the other article none of like the actual actors were nominated for anything oh yeah wow <laughs> that part not journey smollett not jonathan not that, not not, not not is it Rumi Umi? I think it's Wumi. Wumi. Not Wumi. No Courtney. Come on, the Hippolyta, the lady that played Hippolyta. Anjane? Anjane? <laughs> yes. So whew, right, we're gonna stick with the good news first, real quick. Um, yeah, so Lovecraft Country for best TV series, drama nominated. Um Promising Young Woman, which features Laverne Cox, was nominated for Best Motion Picture uh, Drama, alongside with The Trial of Chicago 7. Steve, uh, Steve McQueen, Small Axe, is nominated for Best TV Limited Series. Um, and Hamilton is nominated for uh, Best Motion Picture, Musical and Comedy. Uh, the, prom, <laughs> the Prom, which uh, stars Kerry Washington. But I think the why they, they mentioned Hamilton, because they actually came on TV. So I think that's why it was, so Disney put out Hamilton, like the stage play on Disney Plus. So that's why now I think it's nominated. I think, I mean. They never gonna let Hamilton go. I'm telling y'all. They never gonna let it go. Wow, the whites never. love Hamilton so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Dan Daniel Kaluuya was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Um, Leslie Odom for One Night in Miami. Um, John Boyega, Don Cheadle. So there are some bright spots. There are some bright spots. And of course, like we mentioned, Regina King um, for her directorial debut. And um, I, I don't know if I'll be watching, but the Golden Globes will be airing February 28th, 8 p.m. Eastern time um, on NBC. But yeah, the way they did love, like I don't even like 
sci-fi fantasy like that because usually it scares the shit out of me. I made myself watch it. My roommates were watching it, so I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta <coughs> summon the ancestors, protect my spirit, and I'm glad I did because it was it it was hands down fucking um like fucking amazing. Um, but that's not the only snub. Um, again, according to the uh, the Shadow and Back Act article, uh, another snub which really took me by surprise. We actually reviewed the movie here, but the Five Bloods, like, <gasps> no, like no nomination for the Five Bloods, and that was a really good movie, guys, from Spike Lee. Like, yeah. Also, one thing I'm very shocked about um, because it was highly and not highly anticipated, but well reviews all around on this show and i'm honestly shocked that the golden globe didn't nominate it but michaela cole's i may destroy you on hbo such a good it was when i this show is motherfucking good y'all like if you get the chance you know not all of us not everybody has access to um hbo but It was a really, 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 really good show. So I'm shocked at the Golden Globes. Hopefully other, you know, the Emmys don't fuck it up or whatever. But yeah, um, it was just interesting. Um, again, Chadwick Boseman, the late Chadwick Boseman was in The Five Bloods. He was nominated for um, his role in uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is on Netflix, the movie. Um, yeah. So I'm glad he was nominated for that. And there's a lot of chatter that he'll actually win that because that was... I believe considered one of his uh, last roles. Um, again, a lot of people who were like, uh, what? So other actors who were left out of the consideration is um, On the Rocks um, star Rashida Jones, uh, Zedenia, I keep saying, I hope that's, that? What's uh, On the Rocks? I don't know, but hmm. I'm gonna try and check it out later. Um, Zedenia for her role in Malcolm and Marie. She didn't get nominated for that. Uh, Uzo Aduba for Mrs. America, which I thought was, she already won for, uh, she won, I forget what award she won, but she did won for her role in Miss America as Shirley Chisholm. She killed that fucking shit. Um, she killed it. If you get the chance, watch it. And that was actually a really good limited series. Um, Journey Smollett, uh, Jonathan Majors of Lovecraft Country, Nating, Anjali Elise, and Michael K. Williams, and other stars of Lovecraft um, that should have been considered for the Golden Globes. We're not. That whole fucking cat. Honestly, that cat. If there was just like every give of the whole cast an award, that cast all should be walking away with trophies. Like at impeccable acting. Like it's it's. It's it's just it's wild. It's wild. Um, another um snub which I think y'all should P Valley. Y'all need to check out P Valley. Oh man, man. that not shit. Valley. P Valley not was Valley. fucking no, good. Oh, it was fucking good. Like the body in there too. Woo. Oh my god. Oh my god. I um, mean, can't be surprised because yeah. they've been doing this. But we also should not, you know, place our validation in the hands of these institutions that don't give a fuck about our art. But, I mean, it would be nice to be recognized. But at the end of the day, our validation should not lie with them because that's what they be doing. Yeah. They be but missing the ball. After last year, they would at least try. I mean, geez. I just... I at least try. Just try. Just a little bit. It's not like it's art to try these people are talented they deserve they're hands down fucking great like they're good like oh child so yeah so there were some disappointments there i think even uh bridgerton wasn't uh <laughs> on the list 
um for the nomination so i mean all the girls love bridgerton i watched it i was like okay it's okay um but you know anything to give my girl uh shonda ryan some shine i'm all for it so um so yeah um that's the news it was kind of bittersweet in terms of the golden globe so um i'll be interested to see uh what the other nominations in terms of the emmys and the oscars how they handle things um so yeah we'll see how that goes but yeah y'all that is the news and yeah we're gonna take a little quick break and we'll be right back hey y'all we are back yes friends we are back mm-hmm. still black as usual as usual we I've had a great burger, first meal of the day at hey. 9.03. Um, but anyways, less self-loathing, more main segment. There we go. <laughs> um, okay, so we are going to be reviewing One Night in Miami. And also, I don't know if um, Judith mentioned this earlier, but for the month of Feb, which y'all know is coin Black History Month, even though niggas is black every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black folks. We celebrate black people every day. Period. Um, period. But anyways, since they they want to say it's Black History Month, we want to um still honor it, and mm-hmm. we're gonna be doing reviews of black movies all month. Yay, guys! So, mm, love a good movie review. Yeah. Anyway, so this episode we are reviewing One Night in Miami, which mm-hmm. we talked about earlier. I think um mm-hmm. Regina King. Come on. My girl. Mm. Her directorial debut mm. is written by Kent Powers based off of his stage play One Night mm-hmm. Miami. And it is about. So I didn't I didn't know this actually happened, but Judith informed me that this did actually happen. Muhammad Ali, um, Malcolm X, Sam Cook, and Jim Brown all met in Miami in the sixth, 1964, make sure you know make sure you watch it now but yeah we're gonna be if we get into whatever we're, we're gonna be giving away some stuff so oh yeah all the mm-hmm. things are being given mm-hmm. away you've already watched it but if you don't it's mm-hmm. on amazon if you don't yep. have prime yep prime most everyone has at least one or two friends that has prime okay so get on it because it is so powerful really good so necessary and my girl regina king slayed it okay yeah. So let's get into this. Headless. Oh. <clears throat> okay. 
So Kingsley Ben Adir, a little Alaskan nigga, played Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. I did not know that Malcolm X was that light skinned. They had mentioned it in the movie, but yeah, he was, I thought he was more brown skinned. But mm-hmm. anyways, they had mentioned he was him being light skinned. Um, but he's a British actor. Did an amazing job. Think that he really nailed the character. Eli Gorey played Mr. Cassius Clay slash Muhammad Ali. Killed it. I mean, it. when I tell you bodied, I mean bodied. Bodied. Okay. And he also has a body because that <laughs> booty, he got a booty on him. I was like, I see you, sir. I tried not to look, but I looked. <laughs> I was looking. And uh, he gave Will Smith a run for his Muhammad Ali uh, Monty. Okay. Really, like, down to the voice. When I tell mm-hmm. you voice, when I tell you attitude, when I tell you just everything, he embodied yep. Muhammad Ali. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, Aldous Hodge, who has been in the game for a little minute, yes. played Jim Brown, who was um, an iconic football player mm-hmm. in the day, back in the day. And then, mm. Mr. Leslie Odom Jr., he, he played an explosive um, performance of mm. Sam cook cook um and then also just want to point out so there was a cameo of sam cook's wife they were in the hotel room together leslie odom jr's real wife played his wife in the movie so i thought that was so cute and cool love when i see that who else i mean Lance Reddick, who is amazing he played kareem x who was one of the nation of islam brothers that was guarding Malcolm, I love Lance Reddick. I think he is so underrated. I mean, um, truly. He's going to be my nigga. You should know next week because y'all should yep. know my name. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah. I also want to shout out Wakina Kalu Kango or Kongu. She played Betty X, the base mm-hmm. Shabazz. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X's wife. Loved mm-hmm. her. She gave me flair. She gave me passion. She gave yep. me standing up for what I believe in. I speak my mind and I love it. Period. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Leslie Odom Jr.'s wife. Her name is Nicolette Robinson because she does have her own name. She's not Leslie Odom Jr.'s wife. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm like, I hate when people do that. So why am I doing it? So mm-hmm. Nicolette Robinson. Okay. Right. So yeah, that is a cast list, explosive cast. I mean, what an ensemble. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's get into this review. So first of all, story. Um, loved it. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know i don't think i have a bad thing to say about the way yeah. that the story was structured or how it went. i mean just perf perf the writing i mean we'll get to writing later or we can talk mm-hmm. about now story relates to writing impeccable yep Impe- in, oh impeccable yeah like, it was really good and again just going back to the story itself i think uh kemp powers i don't know how long it took for him to like do the whole project in terms of writing the actual stage play and you know making it you know the one night in Miami where these icons came together after a fight where Cassius Clay then um beat someone to be the heavyweight champion Mm -hmm. just that encompassing that one night I think was smart (laughs) to have very very smart and very smart for a stage play and i think when we get into the writing the only thing i can say is they did a great job of translating the theater into the movies because a lot of times when i see theater like i think 
the per I think Regina King did it well, and like sometimes Tyler Perry does it bad. So like it it it's like something that's written for theater, and when it's on the screen, you can feel like it's like theater because it feels long. It feels like it just it just feels like it should be on the stage play and not on the screen. But I think here they managed to translate that excellently, excellently. Like. Like, you didn't feel like the monologues were too long. They were poignant. They were needed. They knew how to transition. I mean, it was, yeah, it was great. It was, it was well, well done. Yes, I agree with all that. It was very well adapted. There were some monologues that I was like, uh, but um, they weren't, they were, they weren't like super bad. Like, yes. I was like, okay. Like they got to the point, and they yes. and they, had, they all had a point. Yes. Um, just oh, I mean, oof, how I mean, just oh, I can't even think. Yeah, just a powerful movie. Uh, it makes you wonder, like, what they did talk about, and mm -hmm. I love how they, or how they, Kim Powers weaved in, you know, it's a historical piece, right? So I love how he weaved in different things about these different people, right. um, and made it into a story. So he took different events. Um, that Sam Cooke's um, song, um, and I know what change gonna come. Like he took I mean, that and weaved it into the story so and good. dialogue. I mean, the movie is all about the dialogue because all we're doing is watching these four niggas in a room. Fuck. Um, mm -hmm. The dialogue was great. I mean, mm -hmm. he really embodied these different uh, historical figures and gave them the personality that they had you know he was able to take their personality and input it in each one of these people everyone's dialogue was different obviously it was all different people but it was like the people that we know um and yeah dialogue was great i love how they or how he powers uh raised some of these issues yes so I I loved the conflict that they all had with each other. Absolutely. Um, like a, it wasn't a bad conflict. It was just sometimes you got to hash it out. Sometimes you got to call people out and sometimes yep. you have truth. And I loved the way he handled dialogue. Um, it wasn't too preachy. I mean, Malcolm X obviously got preachy at some point. Mm -hmm. So I love how he kind of like pointed out what could be deemed as flaws in all of these people, but right. kind of showed how they learned from it and how they all probably from that meeting continue to do their separate duty to their people. So yeah, that makes any sense what I just said, but it does. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> dialogue, yes. Writing, mm -hmm. story, yes. Okay. Um, so moving into characters, so I kind of mm -hmm. touched on this, but what do you think about the way he handled, uh, the characters, which were all real people? Yeah, I think that in terms of writing the characters, he clearly did his research, number one, because it was based on a true event, but he had to sort of formulate kind of what they would talk about. I think he did a great job of doing that research and representing that time period. And it also culminated with the actors doing an impeccable, when I say impeccable job of really portraying these characters. I mean, it's great. Like you said, the inflections, if you listen to old video, like, you know, fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, you know, when Muhammad Ali was doing his, I can't do it right. But, you know, the actor who played um, 
okay, let me not, uh, Eli Gorey, right? Um, he, like, he got all, he got all of, even the way they said Muslim, they were like Muslims, right? Like, there was this, there was this draw, right? And I think he not only learned who Cassius Clay and embodied who Cassius Clay was, but he understood, like, that, that St. Louis Southern accent or Midwest, hey. you know, like, there was a specific, there's a specific way to say things, you know what I mean? And that's studying up, even if, like, no matter what region, right? Like, a Southern accent in South Carolina is different from one in Mississippi. Like you have to understand and really hear and, you know, whether it's, you know, Northern, whatever, but they really nailed it down. Leslie Odom Jr. Not only did he sing the house down um, at a very important part, like sang, I mean, stopped everything, but um, he embodied Sam Cooke. You know what I mean? He really, in like, I can imagine like watching old videos and the way he spoke, particularly when he was at the uh, uh, the Tonight Show uh, uh, scene, um, the way he was speaking and his inflections, you can tell, I was like, ooh, he studied. Like he studied and he embodied. Um, you know, again, Kingsley Ben Adir doing Malcolm X very much. <laughs> I was just like, well, motherfucking done. You know what I mean? like damn even with Jim Brown you know I ha I haven't studied a lot about Jim Brown but I could Thanks. tell I could tell at at Aldis excuse me Mr. Hodge um he did such a great job of um portraying him and they all did a great job, particularly in the moments in the beginning of the film where you see all of these characters kind of take a hit, take a loss at some point, oh, you know what I, I mean? I love that, yeah. They really did that very well. Um, so yeah, when it comes to characters well-written and well-acted, I mean, you couldn't have a better sort of mergence of things, particularly, um, particularly in this movie. What did you think? Um, same. Yeah. Same, same, same to everything. I cannot believe I forgot to mention that as well. The beginning, uh, opening, how they, yeah. how he had them, or both Regina and Kemp decided to show each of these men in their element, but also taking a hit to the white man. Mm -hmm. um, very powerful way to start the story because these are all, these people are all that nigga in their fields. And yeah. all... <laughs> It just goes to show, like, yeah, we can be that nigga, but we still gonna be a nigga to them. Yes. Oh, especially Jim Brown's. Uh, oh, that scene. That scene, because, Ooh. you know, they're showing, they're showing, you know, Muhammad, they're showing um, Sam Cook's, mm -hmm. how they're being treated. And then we got to Jim Brown's. I was like, okay, well, he's being treated pretty nice by this white guy. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, it Ooh. really showed, damn, you mm -hmm. know. They were like, yeah, they were calling him a hometown hero. They welcomed him on the porch and everything. And Jim Brown just offered to help. There was, he said he was going to move some furniture. He was like, oh, let me help you, which was so gracious of him, by the way. And, and then the white guy was like, oh, you know, we don't allow niggas in the house. All right, well, bye. Like, just like that, no hesitation. And just a reminder in his face, like, no matter how brilliant or how fast of a runner he is how many times he catch the ball throw the ball whatever like you said y'all you're always going to be a nigga you can't even you're not even you're human enough to do all this stuff but you're less than human to even walk in my house and help me fucking uh move a bureau it was a bureau. i think bureaus are big as hell if i don't but i was just like 
Yeah. Child, if he, all, I'd have been like, yes, sir, come on in. Let me show you where it is, uh, strong man. Come on, come on. I'm not moving it. <laughs> like, this white man was kissing Jim Brown's ass. And then when Jim Brown offers to help him, he said, now you know we don't allow niggers in the house. Bitch, what? Oh, it was just my ass saying how honored you were to be from the same town as me mm -hmm. so it's just yeah that was a great way to start it yeah and to really set the scene for like where we were at what time period and who yep. we're dealing with and what type of world we're dealing with because yep. it's still like that today it's just a little bit i would say it was it's a little more passive but it's not <laughs> okay it's kind of not these mm -hmm. days so yeah, great way to set the scene, great character work. Uh, yeah. Definitely loved the, so I need to do more research about this, but they really, I feel like they really emphasize the friendship between Malcolm and Sam. I yeah. need to do more research to see if they were really like as close friends as they portrayed in there. Yeah. I really loved how they emphasize that relationship. Yeah. Uh, in good and bad so Malcolm was calling Sam out about how he's singing this for the white man and what's he singing about he's singing about love he's singing about sex and all of whatever he's singing about and how he's basically like a monkey he called him a monkey um I said oh <laughs> I was like oh no not a monkey, a monkey. so mm. I loved how they kind of played in that relationship and yeah allowed them because they were friends to to be truthful with each other and to go at each other because friends go at it mm -hmm. um i feel like people be going at it with people that they're more comfortable with then they're not yeah. comfortable with so yeah i loved how they played that up because it was a super um it, it was emphasized to me in the storyline and i'm trying to figure out why mm -hmm. um but yeah i liked that it was emphasized because yeah. it that that song mm. was the song. It's that, that song by Sam Cooke was the song for the Civil Rights Movement. And yeah. today, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's known as like the theme song for the Civil yeah. Rights Movement. So it was very iconic. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's why they kind of played up that relationship and had Malcolm going at him, going at him, going at yeah. him about his career and mm -hmm. stuff like that, so that he could then bring about this song which would fuel a movement yep um, also loved the conversation about the different characters and how you know he was dealing with three entertainers and then just malcolm the right. conversations about how they get rich and then they want to forget about their community or not care about their community right and sam talking about you know how he's a businessman and how he owns his masters okay mm. and even though be stealing his songs he still gets money and he didn't even mention bobby womack who i love um yeah how he still gets money. so it's just i loved how he brought these different characters to light and allowed them to be intelligent and to yeah. kind of speak their truths and to go at each other but also stand in their truths and it was just great just yeah. just great yeah um so tone, mm -hmm. I feel like we've talked about tone, but if you have any notes on tone. Yeah, um, I mean, not a lot of, I think they, I think they captured the tone very well. Like for one, I appreciated that it wasn't, it, it, first of all, I appreciated that most of the film was a conversation, right? I, a lot of the, some of the stories of some of these characters are very tragic. Right. And mm -hmm. so I'm grateful <laughs> to see these icons 
just talking to one another and like the, the while it, it got heated and they very much particularly in heights of conflict were able to bring in that intensity it wasn't so so intense that I was just like oh I can't handle this now there were a couple moments at the end um, particularly with Malcolm from what he experienced yes they did show some sort of um, uh, trauma and tragedy um, there but they didn't show the whole thing like we normally see with a lot of um, black stories and um, yeah I agree with you I, I really appreciate that it was kind of heady right so they're talking about these very deep ass conversations in their own way um and having these conversations in this time period helped for me to set the tone with their different viewpoints um and to build up that conflict which which i think was was very smart of them to do so um yeah i thought the tone was was really good and they did a great job same 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 so we talked about um, characters, but we kind of touched on like the acting impeccably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the foot, who <laughs> mm. I can't even speak. Uh, there's not a better cast out there. I mean, yeah. everyone, I recognize a lot of the people in the movie for because I've seen them for years and years and years. So definitely some veterans in the movie, um, and I couldn't have picked a better four gentlemen to play Honestly. these icons. Yeah. I mean. Everyone bodied their mm. their role, and you could tell every, completely. Actors did their research. We know Kim Powers did his research, okay. But even actors did their research. Truly, got mannerisms, like yes. said, voice boxes were yeah. About how the nigga that played Malcolm really sounded yeah. like yeah. Um, and we all know what's the name Eli sounded just like Muhammad. You know, okay. It's, it's little stuff that just yes. made historical piece like this really shine and really make makes it stand out um as it should yeah 100%. Uh, so yeah pace um i don't have much to say about pace i think mm -hmm. it was paced well we started off really good with those different scenes showing them in their element and then being mm -hmm. it, obviously because they're alike mm -hmm. um and then from there we moved into the story so i yeah. think it's well the dialogue is just so well written yeah that, you know it ebbs and flows the way that it should kept me yes. interested it's very tough especially today i had a very busy day today and i was tuned the fuck <laughs> which does not happen these days so yeah. yeah i think pace was great the dialogue yeah. and the dialogue is a, a big part of that i think yeah no i totally agree with you um uh -huh. There were some moments where it it felt a little long, but the dialogue had me so intrigued that I didn't really feel it that much. Um, and I think they did a good job of not just being, like they were in that room the majority of the time, but they used the outside of the, you know, the motel. They used inside of a car. They were, you know, they were at, sometimes they were at the scene um, where um, Muhammad Ali had the fight, right? And then they had, then they were, you know, they went on, on top of the um, hotel to take some photos. Like they just weren't just, you know, angry, 12 angry men in a room just going back, you know what I mean? Okay. Oh my God, like, no. So they there were different scenes but they were main you can tell that there was they were mainly in certain places because they were it was one night in miami you know um so yeah i agree with you and they did 
there was something about the beginning and the end that they did a really good job bookending, like starting and finishing the whole thing. Um, and there were some really, you know, really, really, really great moments in the beginning, the whole, like you said, setting up, you know, Sam you Cooke's know. sort of where he's at is in, in his career and sort of the insecurities of like playing at the cabana, but they haven't heard a hit from him in a while and feeling disconnected from him, still treating him like shit, but he's still motherfucking Sam Cooke. I'm like, come on now, he's still, come on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was like, why y'all act like, anyway. Oh, I'm it was so crazy. Um, Muhammad Ali almost losing that fight, you know, to that one guy. Um, we had Jim Brown being considered a hero, but still being treated like he's inhumane. We had Malcolm X, you know, having the conflict of whether to stay with the Nation of M M Islam or to leave. And that how that drove him, unfortunately, that decision kind of led to his unfortunate, untimely passing. Um so it was it was interesting um, to see the start and then the end when they used Leslie Odom's amazing voice to sing, you know, a change is gonna come and then go into the different directions that a lot of the um, these icons, what happened in their life, I think, great. Because in those pacings, there was like a quicker pacing and in the middle, it kind of slowed down a bit, but it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't too boring, but it was just, it was just laid out very smart, very well. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, I, I yeah. it was perfect. It was so good. Perfect, perfect, perfect direction, mm -hmm. perfect um, writing, perfect mm. acting. Yeah. It was, it's definitely a must see. I mean, yeah. if you're like tired of, you know, the movies about black folks and our struggle. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Because that is a part of the history and it's still going on now. So of mm -hmm. course we're going to continue to talk about it, yep. but I'm glad that somewhere someone decided that this need to be made into a movie and I'm yes. happy it did. Yes. It's non-perfect. Okay. Honestly, really um, and I just also love, I love black men banter. Okay. <laughs> banter so funny. I love black men banter yeah, and it's funny anytime I can watch it I'm all for it and they definitely found a way to put that in there because mm -hmm. <laughs> they were still niggas and they acted like niggas and I love it <laughs> okay because sometimes no. when we talk about historical figures we try to mm -hmm. put them on pedestals and they deserve to yeah. be on pedestals but we we uh, put them in a way where they're like perfect and yeah. no one's perfect. Nobody's so, perfect. Yep. I love them. They were cursing. Jim Brown was like, when Jim Brown figured out that Malcolm lied about their being party, he was like, I want a pussy. And I, <laughs> I said, nigga. <laughs> nigga said he just can't because he wanted some pussy. And it's like, yes. Real. Like, I love how they kept it real. Kept like, it all the way real. <laughs> real because mm -hmm. he was a fucking football player of course that nigga wanted some pussy okay. shit um <laughs> there was another jim brown moment where he kept it all the way real but he was sitting down he was talking to malcolm after malcolm had gotten into a fight with sam cook and uh you know he was like are you doing this are you so like hardcore because you're trying to prove something to white people or are you trying to prove something to black people or whatever he's like it's always the light-skinned dudes i always gotta go off so hard and then he was like you know malcolm says something then he said 
nigga, you ain't got no job. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, I was dead. I was like, you didn't have to. I was on the floor, okay? Cackled when I tell you. I was like, he's not wrong, but you ain't have to say it like that. I know. I'm like, first of all, you correct. But second of all, like, hey, like, we know he ain't got no job. His job is to save our souls. Okay. <laughs> Trying to get the, the movement together. You're talking about, nigga, you ain't got no job. That's a job in itself because you niggas don't listen. So, <laughs> nigga, he got a job. She, just, like y'all. It was. But yeah, <laughs> just a treat. Yeah. Just a delight. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I love how they bounced out the heavy stuff with, you know, some black, a little black yes. man magic. Yes. Um, some black man banter and. There were some funny moments to it. So I loved how they just humanized these people because yes. like I said, we have put, especially Malcolm X, especially Sam Cook, mm-hmm. especially Ali, we have put these people in regards of their like perfect Mother Teresa figures. And they're yeah. just people too. They yes. humanized them so that we could relate with them because, you know, we're going to be the ones who are going to be in a position one day to be the leaders of our people. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just great movie, guys. It's I have so to clap. make sure y'all watch that on yes. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to have Prime, though. Yeah, yeah. Which a lot of y'all do because we want our packages the next day. But so if hey, you- y'all want the package? Who did y'all place the order? So okay. I'm <laughs> y'all ask me placing the order and five minutes later, what package? It? Like, okay. bitches, just. Go ahead and download the Prime Video app if you if you if you get your packages Prime sent. Like it's fine. Exactly. I mean, you, you can even pay monthly or you can pay yearly. Either way, I'm okay. going to watch this movie chat okay. because you know, um, run them numbers up because they did that. All it's of very good, and they all deserve so. Truly, one night is it only nine nights? One night. One night in Miami. Mm-hmm. We keep forgetting that. Okay, because I'll be one switching night. it up. I'm like, one night only in Miami? <laughs> that night, one time in Miami? Which one is it? Only one in Miami? What is <laughs> it's such a simple-ass title, too. It's so simple. It's so easy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. One night in Miami, friends. Amazon Prime. Watch it. I'm telling you, it is worth the watch. Um, and hopefully, I think you did mention they got some noms. Either, yes. Even though this validation from these white uh, institutions. Facts. So nice that they got recognized yeah. for this uh, contribution to the culture. Yeah, it's super good. We can just move right into our last segment. Yes. And niggas you should know segment. And right. since we're already talking about what I mean, I'll start off with Miss Regina King. My motherfucking girl, I have been watching this woman since I came out the womb. Okay. Honestly. Um, yeah. Oh, I just she's amazing. Can you? Yeah, I can't even. I love her so much. She's amazing. Saw her in person once at a freaking beautiful. Oh table. my god. And I, I don't feel like I feel like I shouldn't even have to explain anything about her. Mm-hmm. But if y'all niggas don't know who she is, so she obviously isn't. Actress and director. She directed One Night in Miami, which we just talked about. That's right. She's had many awards, Academy Awards, Golden Globe, and four Primetime Emmy Awards, which is the most for a African American performer. Mm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but I mean, if it's gonna be somebody, it's gonna be Regina King. Yeah, right. 
exactly. She has been working. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was also named one of Time's 100 Most Influential People in 2019. Mm-hmm. It took so long to give her that title. Okay. She first gained attention for her role in Tutu Savage. Oh my gosh, Tutu Savage. So good. Which was um, everybody. I feel like that was everybody's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was in the Friday films, which further pushed her along. And then Jerry Maguire, which mm-hmm. I love Jerry Maguire. Um, and then she was in American Crime, Southland. Mm-hmm. She won an Emmy for Seven Seconds on Netflix, which only had one season, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, on Wall Street could talk. Yep. Also, in Watchmen. I mean acted the house down and watched me. I was like, <laughs> my God. Acted that shit all the way motherfucking down. Oh my God. Um, also Miss Congeniality too, which y'all probably remember her Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice. She was in Ray. She was in um what? She was in the Big Bang Theory? Oh, I didn't well, I don't watch that show. So I'm like, I okay. Watch, I think it sucks, but y'all love yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, and she's also directed. This is her feature directorial debut was one night in Miami, but she has yeah. directed episodes of Scandal. Of TV, yeah. Yep. And us. I need to figure out which episode this is us she directed so I can rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the oh, she was in House Stella Got Her Group Back. She was hilarious. Mm. House Stella Got Her Group Back. I mean, hilarious. So Higher good. learning. Oh. In Life Between Love and Hate. Oh my God. The State. I mean, Daddy Daycare. I mean, the list is long as Hell, friends. Oh my God. Hunger because oh my God and Boondocks. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. She's like all the voices in Boondocks. Like, yeah, all of them. She is the voice behind nigga. You gay? <laughs> <laughs> and Woo. okay, I almost forgot Boondocks. I'm actually God. ashamed. Yeah, actually ashamed. Um, it's okay. Yeah, Boondocks. Yeah. Fucking List is 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 <laughs> my girl Regina King. I mean, I mm. can't anymore. Yeah, she's doing too much. Yep, she is definitely that nigga. You should know. You're gonna be hearing more from her, even though like her career is so expansive. Like, I this she's not done yet. Like, <laughs> she's just getting started with you else. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, go go off, go off. <laughs> um. So yes. Yeah. So um. Unfortunately, the nigga you should know uh, that I'm going to highlight, we lost her recently, but she's a queen. She is a goddess. Mm. She is, um, she paved the way for so many uh, Black people in Hollywood as actors, uh, Black women. Um, yes, the the amazing Cicely Tyson um, passed yes. away January 28th. Um, she was an actress and a fashion model. Okay, some of the photos that they put up for her, I was like, I did not see this photo. I was like, oh, why didn't y'all show me the photo? Oh my God. Like, she, like, stunning, period. Stunning from birth to um, leaving <laughs> us on the earth. I was like, they, she had to sit down with Gail King. I mean, wig impeccable no wrinkle like lip lip gloss pop i was like well like how can you share the skin routine with us that's i gotta gotta get the book like god dang like 
beyond yeah. just looking amazing, like, I mean, she received three primetime Emmys, four Black Reel Awards, Screen Actor Guild Award, one Tony Award, had an honorary Academy Award and a Peabody Award. She also was presented with a medal, uh, Presidential Medal Honor Freedom. Um, you know, she she she's known for so many roles. Um, Sonder in 1972, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, um, the diary of a mad black woman, the yeah. help. She was in How to Get Away with Murder. She was Viola's mother. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, she she was one of the many people who were who was very intentional about the roles that she played um even during yeah. that time that they would only limit us to certain roles you know what i mean so i mean it's crazy and even looking at her life like she was a godparent to a lot of uh these uh rich uh you know babies so um, she was the godmother to lenny kravitz i was like uh uh yes cuz she was friends uh -uh. with his mother I was like, holy shit. I have no announcement from Lenny. Or I, he's, I mean, they're probably in deep mourning, probably. probably um, but, um, I mean, I'm going to give them that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, but that's what I'm assuming. Um, and then she's also godmother to Denzel Washington's daughter, <laughs> Katia, um, and Tyler Perry's son, Amon, which makes sense. Um, she was a member. Tyler, she was a, like, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, her and Tyler Perry were his eye. Okay. okay. Although I was mad how he portrayed her in that last movie. Um, oh, had her acting like a crazy ass old woman. Like, she looked crazy. She was I was like, face. no, how dare you? I know she did that solid for you, sir. And I know the check was long. Okay. Said, uh -uh. You know Here you go, son. I was like, <laughs> how dare you do the queen like this? Have her bad wig. Old woman. I was like, no, no, ma'am, no, sir. Not I don't know. No, uh, that I will be like, uh, no, you should have done better. But uh, yes, yeah, so Tyson is an honorary member of Delta Sigma Theta. Um, they have a fun note here that she was vegetarian, which explains why she looks so good all throughout her life. Um, you know, her memoir. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why they have that here, but thank you, Wikipedia. Um, she was she was um her um her book which came out is like sold out everywhere it's called just as i am if you can get your hands on it buy it know it um and yeah i mean she's just i mean she's incredible like point blank period like yeah get to know her she is iconic she is like she will go down in history like she is she's legendary period. She was legendary before she left the earth, quite frankly. Um, so yeah, um, Cecily Tyson, um, one of the greats left us, but she left us a long legacy, long wisdom, understanding of how to honestly, honestly just be the best that you can be. And she embodied that at every moment. So yeah, rest in power. Facts, facts, facts. And mm -hmm. she made it to 96, which is crazy. Okay. These days, I hope I make it that far. Shit. So, um, it's a very high age, okay? So, she's definitely lived a life. And while we are sad that she's gone, I mean, she was 96. She lived yep. a full life and gave the gals um, something to live for, okay? Yep. <laughs> she left a manual for us, too, just in case. I was like, and yeah. okay. <laughs> so, 
You can get that book. It's probably selling for like 500 now. Yeah. Um, grab a copy. Get it. And stream some of her teens if you can mm-hmm. this week in honor of Miss Bizalette. I such a Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, that's the show, friends. Yes. Thank you all for listening once again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, follow us on the social senses yes. down on everything. And like, subscribe, comment, whatever the fuck you can do. That's right. Do it. Leave us ratings, reviews on podcasts. Um, and yeah, stay blessed. Yeah, stay blessed, stay black, and yeah, stay encouraged because it's crazy out here. Um, it is stay yes. encouraged for real, for real, and like mm-hmm. I said, black because it is Black History Month. But um, <laughs> you to be blackity black, black, black fuck. Period. Oh, yeah. And that's just it. Yeah. Bye. Bye, y'all.